Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Hello, uh, Asian Asia Wolf. Correct. Yes. Okay. Um. All right. I'm gonna get the. I'm gonna do the introduction, and then I'm gonna have you introduce yourself. All right. You ready? Yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is your boy Oral Mustang hosting Anonymous Geek Squad podcast and giving a quick shout out to King Marcel, iGame Boy, Red Galaxy Eyes, All Need to Clout, and um, giving out more shout outs later on and doing more collabs. So you can definitely look forward to that in the near future. But today we have a special guest, Asia Wolf. Please introduce yourself. Hello, guys and everybody. I'm Asia Wolf. I'm just, uh, you know, Laid back person who love to do art, fashion, anything mm. that comes down to tattoos of those sort. Just a mm. jelly bean of a person. Mm. Now you say you do art. Yeah. Wait, what was all the things you get into? Art, tattoo, and as far as for me when it comes to art, I'm more of like a painter, like when it comes to painting, anything when it comes to like charcoal paintings or like anything with matte. I'm more of a portrait type of person. I don't do sceneries too much because it's not my forte, but anything mm. that goes towards animation, like anime or like regular general cartoons. Mm. Mm. Um, I think that's great. Uh, so what got you into art? Honestly, I started when I was a kid and Growing up, my mom used to always tell me, oh, you got that talent from your dad. And in elementary, I actually had a specific teacher that when she noticed that I wasn't doing classwork, she would just mm -hmm. like pull me aside and be like, you got to finish your work. You got to finish your work. And then I wouldn't mm -hmm. finish, but she'll notice my art was something that kept stopping me from paying attention. So what she would actually let me do is do my art in class. And then mm -hmm. what she'll do is send me with my schoolwork home and did it as extra homework. Oh. So, but that woman actually, like, you know, constantly telling me, oh, no, just, you know what, you ain't going to do your work, but I know if you take it home, you're going to finish it. Being that she noticed I was still paying attention, but was more focused on my art. Mm -hmm. That's what, like, somebody sees that this is what I love, and being that she never really stopped me from doing what I love, it made me love it more. Okay. Um, so you had, and this was your teacher, correct? Mm -hmm. elementary teacher so because of that relationship that got you into art and everything do you still have this relationship with this teacher um unfortunately no because she just passed away within oh. the past two years so i her name is miss davis and mm. she was a sweet you know older white lady you would never mm. know that you know she wasn't those type of people because if you get to meet her if you ever had that chance, the sweetest soul in the freaking world. And then she had this little pet monkey that she used to bring to school oh, and like, wow. let us play with the monkey and stuff in school. That's definitely different. And her name was, yeah. uh, what's her name again? Her name is Miss Davis. Miss Davis. Let's give a shout out to Miss Davis. We need more people like that, especially for the kids in, uh, in our communities. We need somebody to inspire yeah. us. And unfortunately, uh, as much as I would love to say that, you know, our parents could be everything that we want. Well, that's not necessarily true. So you might need, you know, guidance outside your family. 
outside of your community, you know, to give you inspiration on, you know, who you are as a person. Um, so I definitely believe that we need more people to be passionate about whatever they're passionate about and share that passion amongst kids. I think that's a healthy way to get people into, um, you know, the things they would find dear to them. And, you know, it's something you just said that actually stands out that I love that you did say is that mm-hmm. the fact that all parents can actually bring that out. And that is the fact because you got to think about it. Some parents, you know, you have kids and you might not know how to parent or, you know, you mm-hmm. don't have to parent, but you don't got the time to, you know, instill in them certain things because, you know, parents not being told the time is going, the way people, you know, broadcast stuff to these kids and stuff. You got to think about it. These parents is not 24-7 up under that child. Mm-hmm. So it does take a village, you know, to raise one child. So if that parent is not present, it takes another adult that's around to still guide them so they don't go in the wrong direction. I agree. Because, like, if your child, if you tell your child can be anything and your child want to be a, a goddamn astronaut, I hope you know about space. I hope you know about <laughs> planets or some shit. Um, yeah, but uh, so what exactly um, are you looking to to promote? Where do you want the audience to come and flow and support you specifically? Um, specifically, it's just the main two things that I love the most, which is like basically my paintings and creating like my characters and stuff. But I also want to implement that into a clothing brand. So this way you wouldn't have to just have it as in a painting or printing and slap Mm -hmm. it on the wall. You can actually wear your creativity, like actually build clients with people and see where their mindset is, help them actually, you know, create either their own line. If they don't have people, you know, that want to, you know, design stuff for them. Mm -hmm. So Um, to me, I I really like to play the underdog. I didn't hear that last part because you uh, you cut out a little bit. No, the last part of what I was saying is most people usually tend to have the creativity. They just don't have talent. And Mm. for me, I don't mind helping others create that stuff because a lot of people tend to tell me that, oh, well, if you do that, you're not getting ahead in life. To me, I am getting Mm. ahead because I'm helping someone else get ahead. And if I help you design your stuff, you got to think about it. That's a name still building for myself. So I like it as the underdog because I don't really like too much attention on me. So even though I want to be a famous artist, at the same time, I don't want the fame. I just want, you know, you my want art the, to be filled up in people's homes. You just want the reward. The reward, thank you. That's definitely what I want, is the reward. Um, okay. And um, so your art, and what was the second one? The second one is definitely a clothing brand of my own. Clothing brand. Or to okay. others create their own. Because you got to think about it. Nowadays, everybody's actually wearing the same thing. Oh, like, yeah. It's no it's no real diversity no more when it comes to clothing. And then I also feel like, you know, when it comes to hoodies and T-shirts, it might sound lame to say it, but a T-shirt and a hoodie could make a statement depending on what you put on. And I feel oh, like okay. people cool. are so caught up in what everybody else says and does that people are so embarrassed to express themselves. If, if you, you slap are, it on a t-shirt, I bet you somebody will get out your face. If you know you don't like to be bothered with a shirt, they say, bitch, get away. I agree. Uh, if you want my two cents on that, I would say, one, if you, as an artist, I think it's easy for us to pinpoint what, you know, is missing in society. 
because it's like we're necessary craving that that shit. Um, so if you, if you got that lock in place, you know what's missing in society. You already got one of your foot through the door. The second thing is to be as creative because it's just like who's going to be another you. I'm glad you said that. I heard someone tell me that a couple of days ago, and it shocked me because someone said who, and specifically saying this like, are you going to be the next big thing, or are you going to let somebody else take your idea and do the next best thing? Because you got to think about it. Just because you got the idea, don't mean you're the only one who got that idea. I agree. Another reason why I was asking. Another reason why I was asking you uh, what you want to promote as well. Um, right now, I've been focused on collaborating with like other creative beings. So, a lot of them is like artists, and they're making music. They're making you know independent artists that making their own music and everything. So, uh, if you see them and you're interested, you know you might see what they're working with, or you want to collaborate. You might have a, you know offer to them like you know to do their cover album, or you know since you're making clothes as well, that's another thing to shoot their way. Um. So it's opened up some some doors for some opportunities for sure. Oh, definitely. I would ask. I do have a good question for you, though. Yes. Now, when it comes to your interest, I know you you're the interviewer, but I do have mm. a good question. What oh, yes. made you want to actually like make your platform to join everybody? We know the purpose is to join with mm. everyone. But what actually, like, pushed you to want to actually, like, okay, I'm going to do this today? Mm, I like that question. Um, okay. So what brought me into this, uh, like I said, was, like, as a creative being, when we noticed that something was missing in society, um, I think that's a sign to, like, you know, to put that towards that, that idea towards wherever your hobby or your business is. So... When I came into um, like podcasts and everything, I was like, I, I enjoy podcasting, and I'm like, I find myself interesting, but I was like, I don't think I'm like, you know, the full focus on like, you know, for an episode. So I was just like, hmm, what could I showcase, you know, to my audience that would be entertaining? And I started to realize that a lot of people don't know how to communicate to 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 um to each other. They don't know how. They don't know the true meaning of friendship too many of like you know any type of relationship honestly um so i wanted to showcase that uh like different relationships or different personalities that i can bring on to my podcast and just remind people that um we're all different you got different perspective we're working on different things we most likely trying to figure out life we don't know what the fuck we're doing um so I wanted to showcase that. I think Hollywood got too fake, and I think people forgetting like you know what it is to be human. Well, I'm glad you said the whole part of um, Hollywood got too fake. To be honest, I never thought that that was something that was fully real, because they actually feed us the fantasy, and I mm -hmm. think that's actually a bad thing that they do that because people will live regular lives, nine to fives, whether they were wealthy. You know, whether they were rich, poor, or in between middle class. You got to think about it. Some people cannot obtain what these people put out there. It's just a fantasy is why I don't understand why a lot of people idolize it. Because if you look at it, yeah, it might make you want to fight hard to get what they got. But the reality of it is, 
Most of these people got in this position based off of money and who they knew. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people are not famous based off of, you know, they have talent because a lot of these people that are famous should not be famous. I agree. I'm like, there is no way y'all making all these kids on social media and all these girls like the sexy red girl. She oh. threw me for a loop. Oh, she is. She's very yeah. pretty to me. But her whole demeanor is making it kind of messed up for these girls. And I'm not saying she was trying to be a role model, but you also got to understand when you put yourself out there, you kind of like sending the wrong message to these little girls. To me, she over there bragging about having chlamydia twice. I thought that was the most disgusting thing in the world that she bragged about it. And then Drake kissed her on the cheek. I was like, Drake, Uh watch your face. (laughs) So, okay. There's a lot that I can say right there. So I also forgot to mention that I went to um, a change in direction recently. So I wanted to dedicate and focus on um, creative beings that's out there. Just what we like Hollywood and seeing how you know in the, the entertainment field really is. You need connections. Just like you said. These random ass motherfuckers is just popping up being famous like recently. Ice Spice. I'm not even sure how she made it that far with that Meteor fucking music um uh, i'm not sure either i'm not gonna get in of your way of getting the back sweetie however i do question is it is hella suspicious that not only you made it into a spot that's supposed to be like you know one in a life opportunity but you make it and then now we find out that you related to a basketball player you related to such and such you know did you really come out of nowhere or did somebody give you a fucking ladder i don't um, understand that even with like a sexy red, like out of all female rappers, you know it's her. Yeah. Um, but the the part when you was talking about it, she was an inspir uh that she wasn't trying to be an inspirational speaker. They invited her to go to a school. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. So I probably say she is an influencer, not the way that we would probably. You know, recommend or accept, but in some type of form, she is influencing. Uh, I think people like her, women, men, I don't give a fuck, but anybody that goes out and, you know, make a career off of making their own communities look bad, I would say we don't need them. Ooh, yes, the first person I ever heard say that outside of a few I know. Because, <laughs> um, you willing to put money over everything? Then, to me, that is that is a red flag. The biggest red flag is what she's doing and what these women are now doing. The new artists, which mm-hmm. it is a big downgrade for uh, not just black women but women. Period. It's sad that mm-hmm. all those women in the back in the day fought for equal rights, and that's what we wanted. But now the women now yeah. want to just go out there and 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 just throw their body out there and then get mad when a man want to touch them or take them home. Oh, I'm not like that. Well, I mean, you're putting yourself, presenting yourself like that. So what type of respect do you think you're going to get? And then aside from that, you wonder why your name is bashed and slandered everywhere because that's how you presented yourself to the world. You had plenty of options. You still could have been sexy, but you didn't have to be ass and coochie out. You could have been fine as ever. You know, it's funny that you said it because, like, you know, when I was growing up, celebrities, 
this wasn't too common in, like to see them be on talk shows and everything. They like they they seemed like they was on different in a different world. Like it wasn't normal to run into these motherfuckers to see their image all all over, you know, social media and all that shit. Um, to get to know their personal thoughts and who they are as a person and all that shit. Um, so now it's like that's what all Hollywood got. And they just riding that shit to the sunset. It's just really sad. We get to see all of them before we even know that we like them as a person or not. I mean, as the artist or not. I think that's what's mostly important is do we like you as an artist or not? Is um, Are you entertaining? Are you good at what you do? Um... Oof. But at the same time, it's like I kind of get it too, because it's just like men also got the same version of that song too, of some ratchet shit. Shoot, talk about shooting their brothers and everything. So, to be honest, I think it's all actually sad because it was already bad when the men was doing it. But now Mm -hmm. I think. And not to be funny, it, it always amazed me how Nicki Minaj, you know, did her whole thing where she said, you know, she couldn't stand Little Kim, but that was her biggest idol, you know. And then she yeah. turned around and copied her and made her whole career based off of Little Kim's career. Now, with that being yeah. said, now that it's more young women coming underneath, you know, Nicki, if you do not kiss her ass, once she unfollows you off of social media, her fans mm-hmm. attack you. Nicki Minaj is setting a bad example for not just her fans, but women too, because Nicki Minaj actually wants to be an example. Those other women are not trying to be an example. Nicki is. So when Lotto had one last year over the Freaky Girl song, which I thought was ballistic and stupid because Nicki knew she was a fan, but why would you try to make her shoot down her opportunity to finally win and get something Mm. for herself because you felt like your song was in comparison? It don't matter whose song was in comparison. If her song was not pushed out that category, apparently the Grammys wanted her there. But what Nicki was wrong was you knew that girl loved you and you wanted her to forfeit her win also you can have a win. And I thought that that was wrong. And Nicki's going around. She claims she loved these new artists, but the very second they do something that she does not find fit, she let Mm -hmm. her fans attack people. And I feel like that is the most the thing you can do because you claim you love these girls but you really don't and I think that's the most hating shit and Nicki Minaj yeah. is one of them sages that like attention and it's just sickening because she is yeah. talented but she's a really selfish person if you pay attention I know this um, even with um, if you've noticed like throughout history and everything everybody made it to uh, entertainment I just find it weird that like none of y'all have the mindset of giving back to your community. Oh, none don't get me wrong. Nicki Minaj has definitely given back to her community. The community that she's from, well, she's not really from Baisley Projects, but I was actually raised in Baisley Projects in Queens of New York. Like I mm. remember my whole address, 16680 God. I was in Building 3, Apartment 1B. Like, mm-hmm. so I always laugh, you know, as an adult when Nicki Minaj, you know, sit there and talks about Oh, well, I'm from I'm from Baisley, and people from Baisley be laughing because mm. like she's not from there. You you lived in a pond. Right? Oh. I'm only 31 years old. Nicki Minaj mm. is only what like 39, 40. 
Like, you're not that much older than me, sweetie. I know you're lying. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> we all knew about you when we were kids. So to mm. us, it's like the, the light she portrays herself in. It's like, you are a good person, mm. but you're also a bad person. So it's like, it's a 50-50. It's just, I think she does like most people that got the family title. They be so scared to lose their title. They be so scared to lose their crown to someone older. Hang it up. It's not that people ain't gonna still love you, but you can't bash the next one coming up because that next one come up might give you all the grace in the world and you don't even know it. How are you gonna get your flowers if you don't even let some petals drop? And that's the problem that a lot of these people that have it nowadays that are not getting successful because the ones who really do got the talent don't got the ties. And then as soon as they get the ties, they get full of themselves. Mm. So people don't, it's nothing humble no more. That's really what it is. Everybody's looking yeah. at that check or who could flaunt the fastest or the most. That's all it is. I mean, that, the, I mean that's the most only thing that's important. Like, for example, like, I'm going to be honest. We all not doing it enough for our own community. If we come in with a mindset like, oh, I made it and I'm only going to support my community, that's still being selfish towards everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because if, if we, we, we're going to be the same people that be like, oh, there's not no opportunities. Oh, we we being, you know, oppressed by, you know, another group or whatever. Fuck. Why can't we just say fuck them and make our own shit? Hire our own people. We talk about that we need jobs and shit in our community. Why we won't be the people to offer that shit? We always look you, at I can give you the perfect answer to that. You want to know why us as people cannot keep it in our community? Because mm. we so busy trying to get underneath ground from where we've already been most of our life. Everybody trying to get not just above float or above a cloud. Everybody's trying to be all in the air at the same time. It's impossible. Mm. And people don't realize that everybody cannot win at the same time. So that's the downfall to everybody else because the reason why communities ain't growing because they're not working together. It's always going to be that one chick that can't stand the lady down the hall and her kids be fighting other kids. Now the parents fighting. Now you got the whole community turned up. Now it went from just words to fist, fist to, to jumping, from jumping to knives and guns. Now somebody dead. Now everybody at war. At the end of the day, nobody's not everybody's only looking at what individuals going to get out of it. If everybody could stop looking at what they need the most and see how we can win together, mm -hmm. we'd be straight. But people don't know how to keep nothing in their own community because they're so worried about who name is going to be bigger, who's going to have the most. It's just competition. Mm -hmm. So as long as there's jealousy and competition, there's never going to be a win. I agree. It's, it's not going to stop remember, until people have enough common sense. That, I've seen other communities that be more supportive with their own than we have ever. You know what I'm saying? Like, even with, like, you know, local stores and shit. Oh, yes. I had an uncle say something about that, too. He was like, how many times can you go in a, a, a bodega or you can go, you know, in an Indian supermarket or go to a hair store where these Chinese and Koreans are selling Yaya wigs and tracks? How many times y'all can go in there mm. and you can see their whole family works there? You see babies and strollers behind the counter because that's what a real mm. community do. You got all these immigrants that come from all these other countries, come here, and they stick together. But we in our own country and can't stick together. We yeah, out here sending money. Yep, yeah, over here just killing each other, 
why you need the KKK or the police to kill each other when shit in the hood, you already kill each other anyway. Y'all doing what they've been wanting us to do. So yeah. at the end of the day, we're blaming a whole group of people. Hello, welcome back. Hello, sorry, I think it just slid me out on a bit. All right, no problem, no problem. Um, I don't remember where we left off yet at. Um, more so where we left off at was really more so how like things are just like kind of put out here to the world and kind of forcing a lot of other people to, you know, be examples, whether they want to be or not. But mm-hmm. it's just the world is already mixed up at the fact of a lot of people out here that don't deserve, you know, basically the fame or the money. And then it's just a lot of people who do have money that could help communities and make it better just kind of seem to just think about themselves. Hmm. Okay. Wish that was good. Um, but I'm going to switch the flow and I'm going to revert this interview back to you. So yes. to the audience, one of my questions is, can you share some of the key tools that you use for your art? Such as like, you know, uh, the supplies that you personally like re-up on? Um, as far as supplies, I'm a typical girl. I kind of look for all the savings when it comes to my art supplies because mm. art supplies are not cheap. One thing mm. I did notice, um, I was not honestly painting until like, what, three years ago? So I just honestly started. I've been only doing like charcoal and like lead, you know, portraits before that. Mm. But Aside from that, when it comes to my supplies, um, I go to Michael's Arts and Craft. I go to Hobby Lobby. Walmart, definitely one of my number one places. Mm. um, As far as stocking up, it's kind of hard to have, like, a specific brand of things that I do buy because I look for quality. And then I also Mm. look for, you know, the better route, you know, Mm. when it comes to being affordable. Because canvases, no matter how small or big, can range anywhere from a dollar to like a thousand dollars. Yeah. And it sounds crazy to a lot of people because they think what I do doesn't cost anything. Yeah. And I try to tell them like it does cost money. Like I know yeah. I'm not selling the way I want to at the moment, but you know, when I was a teenager, well, early teens, I come out of pocket for this. May you say it one more time? No, I'm disagreeing. Like you still gotta come out of pocket. Like, just to have yeah. this equipment just for me to be able to do it. Like, even with, like, you know, printers, you never notice how expensive the ink is till you got to replace that motherfucker. That's what I try to explain to people because over time, I've, I've developed friends, lost friends, but I've always lost friends based on them, you know, trying to be a user. Like, mm. when they would know I would do art or do tattoos or I know how to do hair, you know, they'll come through, they'll be my friend, and then once they get what they want, you know, they kind of disappear. We don't hang out as much. And I'm like, mm. you know, people don't understand that even if I'm doing your favor by being nice to to give you what you ask for, you got to be a good mm. friend and support me. Like, you know, all the people that were supposed to be my friends and stuff like that, I would do nice things for when it came to my art and tattoos. I, you know, freebies mm. or big discounts. And I learned it the hard way that just because we're friends or family, I don't have to give you a discount because it's not like you're broadcasting the work I gave you. You know, mm. you're not telling people I'm the one who did it or created mm. it. You're not telling these people that, you know, come get some work from her. You're not helping mm. me. I'm giving you what you want. And you don't realize this is coming out of my pocket. Mm. 
So it's like, for me, I have to step back when it comes to certain things because I have to realize that it does cost. And people have this, I don't know, they have this weird thought in their mind that it doesn't take money to make money. Just like yeah. if you go to a regular nine to five job, you got to put money in your car. If you got a car, you got to gas it. So which means you got to spend money to make money. For the uniform they're going to have you wearing. Yeah. To the, you know, you got to feed yourself so you can stay alive long enough to do the job. Um, that is very true. So what, what, uh, do you read up on specifically that would keep you going for your work? The most I would say I would read up on the fastest would be canvases and the paintbrushes. And mm. the reason why those two is the canvases, every second I get a chance to paint, I will sit my behind down and paint. But mm. the reason for the paintbrushes, because no matter how much you use them and clean them, over time, they, they build up gook and they kind of stick together. So it don't mm. matter how many times you wash them, those are the one thing that will not stay consistent is your brushes. That's one thing any artist should know. You should always have a bundle of brushes. Like, mm. don't buy one pack and say, oh, this is enough for right now. No, go, go over there and get you about five, six packs of brushes. So this mm. way, by tomorrow, you might turn around and that same brush you just used the day before might be hard as a pencil. Oh, um, so I know that you ever like keep it in water. Yeah, if you keep in, I don't keep mines in water too long because I learned the hallway and sometimes I do forget that it's well, in the water. But yeah, the paint seeps to the bottom and it separates from the water. So it gets hard at the bottom of the cup. Mm. So that what makes the paint stick. Like you, your paintbrush actually can mm. stick to the bottom of the cup if you leave it there too long with the water yeah. because the paint is separating. So it starts to fuse with the brushes at the bottom of the cup. So have I done so it plenty of times? Yes. <laughs> So what is the best way, in your opinion, from keeping that from happening, like keeping it as pristine as long as possible? Um, I don't re recommend it to everybody because some people can't tolerate the smell or some people just, you know, their skin irritates them as they touch it. But I love to put a drop of acetone in the water and a drop of, you know, mm. detergent, Dawn detergent, because for me, depending on how long I intend to sit in that one spot and paint, I don't mm. want, you know, the paint and water to separate. So I think it's best to put a drop of Dawn soap and a little bit of acetone, like a cap of acetone in your water. So this way mm -hmm. it'll keep everything together and it'll dissolve every time paint goes in it, the paint will dissolve. The color will be there, but the consistency that make the paint dry up and get sticky, it won't stay like that. Mm. So it actually reduced the amount of damage your brushes can get. So it kind of make them last longer, but it doesn't make them last forever. Okay. I, any other advice that you got for like you know people that's getting into this? Um, the only advice I could say is honestly, if people tell you this ain't gonna make you no money, oh this ain't gonna pay your bills, or this ain't gonna take you nowhere in life, don't listen to them. Do not, mm -hmm. because everybody do not blossom at the same time. You gotta you gotta pay attention to yourself because all these other people they gonna go do them while they knock you down. You can't pay attention to them when they tell you this is not it. You want to know why? That's your life. That's your shoes. You got to walk in until you die. You got to choose what make you happy. And if you know your art or your music or whatever it is you out there doing, as long as it's positive, but whatever you're doing and you know it ain't harming nobody, but it's bringing you joy, keep doing it. I don't even care if it don't bring you money, but you're happy. That's the most biggest pay you can get.
And then you got people like uh, us, Anonymous Geek Squad, that were willing to showcase and shout you out for your work. Um, like I said, I want this to be like a, a creative hub. So if you're looking for people to work with, um, you know, or you're looking to do some collaboration or get your work out there, I want this to be a place where people can like look and find that. Um, um, I would say your platform is pretty dope, though, because... I think you would bring a lot of people a lot of justice for real. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, and I want to continue to do that too. I think um, if I was going to leave something behind, I think I would probably want that to be my like podcast. I know you asked me this question. But I also want to ask that same question you asked to me. I want you to answer it for yourself. Which one? Where you was asking me, you know, what would be the, you know, best advice you can give to someone that's in the shoes that you're in? So to a fellow podcaster or creator, what advice would you also give them? Because that might even work for me. So in my opinion, one is find your niche or your niche. Um, and your niche should be like uh, something that like only you can do. Um, and when you find that niche, uh, stick with it. You can always involve and try other things, but like you should have something that constantly remind you. Like if if uh, for example. Um, What's the best example I could give for a podcast? Uh, like even with like anonymous with the audio and everything, everybody want fame. So my my niche right now is just you get to keep your identity, you know. Um, you get to express yourself openly, uh, being in a space where you most likely won't be judged unless you really say some out of pocket shit that can't be overlooked. Um, and um, allowing people to be their self as well. So that's that's stuff that I offer on my platform. That like, not you're not gonna find it anywhere else. Um, so once you have that and constantly promote that, because like in my honest opinion, you want to brainwash people by your essence. Um, and you want to just be a constant like reminder to them and just like you know like damn if I was going to listen to like anybody podcast I'm going to listen to this guy this person right here if I'm going to support anybody you know I'm constantly seeing this person artwork all over the place it's on the subways you know you got you know, I'm constantly hearing how people is inspired by you and all that shit you need to brainwash them with your creativity you need that's, that's the most awesome thing ever. Mm -hmm. You need you need your audience to accept you know you as the creative being that you are and let you do your own shit and just make them want to support your own shit as well. So it's just like once they constantly see you and hear you or whatever, they can't deny you at this point. 
And that's one thing I learned. People don't really want to support or accept other people till they get accepted to um, by everybody else in the society. So, my opinion: make yourself as loyal as you can be, so nobody can deny. You. And don't 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 do like you know blue face and Christian rock type of screaming. A unless that's the route we want to go. Wherever success is successful for you, I guess. But. Okay. That's not a good success. <laughs> <laughs> right. But if, if people just want the fame and not the money, that's to them, that would be success. And I can't deny that. It's wherever you want to make, it's wherever where you're willing to take. Because, like, the roles that mm-hmm. I take, it's not going to be perfect for you. You have to figure out your own role. However, you could take any advice that I give, you can see how I move and, you know, use that to the best of your commitment your uh, ability and make that shit your own shit because that's what you want to do if you take any inspiration from me make it into your own shit um just give your boy a shout out definitely appreciate it um but i think that's how life it should be you shouldn't look upon me like damn he took this path so i should take the same path and it's gonna lead me to success no yeah that might be your downfall so you definitely have to figure yourself out in some some roles and some of us is not left with a lot of options so it's your life and you literally got to do whatever you need to do to be to find the success that you believe is you know just for you for me i just want the money as long as i can continue (laughs) to do what the fuck i love and don't have to go to a nine to five i'm cool as long as i can support the loved ones and uh, collaboration that I'm doing future or whatever. As long as I can do that, I'm fine. That would be a happy life to me. But for everybody else, is that a happy life for you? You might want more. You might want something different. We all yeah. value... We could value the same thing, but from a different perspective. And I think that's what life is. Definitely. But one thing I do want to say is that, mm-hmm. to be honest, the way things are going nowadays, I think, like like I said, what you're doing is actually phenomenal. It's upstanding. It's dope. And I know you made the statement that you want to just make money, but mm-hmm. you got to think about it. What you're doing with your podcast, you're actually doing something you enjoy. You get to pick minds. You get to bring people together. You get to be yourself. And you get to actually honestly explore the world by mm-hmm. just, you know, speaking your mind, you know, joining mm-hmm. people together. And that's actually going to bring up not only just better opportunities, but you're paving ways. Like, you don't mm-hmm. have to be, you know, already out there. Like, we already know none of us is rich and fabulous yet. But I could already tell when those days do come, the people you join together might be the most humble people you have ever oh, yeah. put out there. Oh, yeah. And I think that's the most beautiful thing because – like you said earlier, a lot of people don't know how to join together because like how I feel, everybody's a pick me. Everybody wants to, you know, get me first, get me first, or I'm going to win. I'm going to win competition or knocking each other down instead of just being like, oh, that's your style. All right. Your style is a little different from mine, but maybe if we come together, we might make even something more dope. So mm-hmm. once people can get past their pride and, you know, their egos, I think a lot of things would be 10 times better. I just pray that with what you're doing, Everybody just understands that this is a, a dope platform. It's, it's, it's sending a great message. 
Mm. You know, if, if someone comes to you with something like this, they should just, to me, in my opinion, be calm about it because you never know. Just somebody randomly on, you know, your podcast might hear about that person and just be like, they sound interesting. I, I might want to work with them. It's beautiful. Mm. So you're setting it. better to relate and be like, yeah, I know exactly what you're going through. Yeah, so it's like setting. You're mm. making not just a setting for people, but you're bridging the gap. Yeah. A lot of people can't do that. Yeah, I agree. Everybody's prideful. I agree. You know, actually, I'm I'm curious on your thoughts on this. So when I express myself, a lot of people when they hear my thoughts and, and opinions, they would be like, um, you know, you don't sound black, you sound native. I mean, who me or you? No, as like they're referring to me, like when they hear my opinions about community engagement. Or like you know, doing things for like other people, they would be like my like our own people would be like, you don't sound black, you sound native. Well, the reason why to you you don't to them you don't sound black because you have a form of not just education but intelligence that's not ignorant. That's why. Mm. See, to them, black is just another name that America gave us, the masses gave mm. us. We don't went from being Negro nigga, you know, mm. pardon that word for those who get offended, to blacks to African-Americans, we got so many labels. Mm. But black is the main one that's used for the most ratchet and ghetto, or nigga. And I we do. use the word on our own for each other. So why is it he's not black enough because he, you know, talks articulate, you know, he knows how to use his words or he doesn't have to curse every other word. Why mm. is he, he don't sound black to you? Why? And to me, it's just that, you know, I know that's a struggle as well, too, for uh, certain people. Just even like speaking, just being different alone in our community, that already comes with an issue for some reason. People just outcast you because you want to be different. Yeah. Um, but just on the simple fact that I be talking about community stuff, like yo, like we could literally be building up a business, and you know, people just like would shun that light. Like, oh no, I gotta work by myself. Or we don't even want to be the boss. You know, we will let some other somebody outside our community be our own boss and for us to be the boss. Um, but you, I can answer that one for you why that happens. And what happens is, is that it's a lot of these black families that have this, you know, thing where it's, you know, generational curses, you know, mm. cycle after cycle after cycle with each child that each parent gives birth to. Mm. So it's like if that cycle is not broke, of course, your kid ain't going to go up and be the biggest. Want to know mm. why? I have, and, you know, I ain't trying to bash my family, and I love them, but mm. it's plenty of times that I have definitely brought business opportunities to my family. They had the money to help me out, but I also mm. had to realize this is my idea. Even though I want to take my idea of a business and turn it into a family thing, that's their money, mm. not mine. And that's why a lot of these kids also have to understand, too, your parents don't got to give you money once you're grown. You know, your family don't have to support your dreams or your, your wishes and goals in life. You're grown. So people also have to understand we cannot always look for family and friends to support us. Sometimes the outsiders are better than family and friends. I had a family member mm. steal, you know, clothing line designs from me before. Mm. I just was about to get my LLC after I done designed everything. And mm. my whole entire business plan, designs, and everything was stolen. Oh wow. And went and launched and went and launched my clothing brand in wow. their name. I can't yeah. sue. I tried to. Yeah. They said because I didn't get to it in time that basically it's theirs now. 
So legally, what I worked hard for in design became someone else's. So people have to also like really understand you have to believe in yourself hard enough. You have to put that foot down hard enough and keep your foot on your own neck. Don't worry about what else everybody else is doing because these people don't owe you nothing. And when you get all that stuff, it's not saying you still can't be there for them. Still mm -hmm. stay humble. But do not go out there and act a damn fool the very second you get a piece of money. Because you no, want to know I why? The very second you rub it in the people's face who did not help you get up there, karma going to hit you back and watch as fast as you finally got that success. It'll be taken from you because you wasn't humble enough to stay in that position. As, as quiet and calm you was when you didn't have nothing, you should have mm -hmm. been still quiet and calm while you got it. Because the more you talk, you kill your blessing. I agree. All right. So swinging this interview back to you, um, you say you get into digital arcs, correct? Oh, yes. How long have you been doing it? Oh, I, I can say really, honestly, about the same amount of time I was doing the painting, three years. Okay. So how do you approach the creative process for your digital art? Um, Approaching it, I do it the same way I would do it for my paintings or even doing tattoos. I would mm. sit down. I have a blank book that's just, you know, no lines or nothing. It's just a blank book. And what mm. I would do is I'll just write down ideas at the top of the page of what I might want to create. And I'll probably mm. come back to it within like 15 minutes, 30 minutes and come back. And it's like my when I read it again after I write down ideas, my mm. brain starts collabing everything I just read. And then images start to pop up in my head. So whatever I perceive as cool or dope in my perspective, what I do is I'll write down ideas like, oh, maybe a flamingo, you know, walking around with a blunt and he on roller skates sounds pretty cool. But then it might not mm -hmm. sound cool at the moment when I say it. But then I might start thinking of pineapples in the beach and write it down. Then when I come back, I'm like, oh, wait, all that together? Mm -hmm. Oh, that would be a fire design as a logo. And then I will just start throwing all those ideas that I was rumbling all over the place, they'll start mm -hmm. to come together. And then what I'll do is I'll sketch out a design. And then once I sketch it, then when I got basically the basis of what I want to create, then I'll get on the tablet and start creating it digitally because I already got my mind in the format of what I want to create. Mm. It's a little I... process, but it works. <laughs> well, yeah, we definitely got our all where like a uh, process um to get like started in the creative path but however from what i'm hearing it seemed like you got like a system that works for you um and i i think that was good to hear as well like uh for especially people that constantly got like other things on their mind or they running on like you know their ideas in the head you know jot that jot that shit down um oh yeah i do I do believe that for every artist, because I don't think all artists are just the ones that draw. Artists are mm -hmm. definitely the ones who create. That's an artist to me. If you can create mm -hmm. music, you create. You might even create furniture. A carpenter is still an artist to me, because you mm -hmm. have to think about you're creating something from nothing. Mm -hmm. So that's a creator, and a creator is a form of art. So for me, if you have any ideas and you think you might forget about it later, that's what started my whole thing of jotting down every idea that pops in my mind. Because as a teenager, I used to come up with so many ideas in school and then come home and be like, oh, my God, what was I thinking? Dang, I forgot. And like, so I started walking around with like a little notepad. And then once I started getting, you know, phones that had notes in it, I would start jotting my notes down if I didn't have my little notebook. So I put it mm -hmm. in my phone because it made it easier. 
So I do recommend that to anybody, whether you're writing music or if you're creating, you know, designs or any form of art, if you know it pops up in your head like a, a certain type of, you know, lyrics that you want to create and then it sounds so good in your head, hurry up and write it down. Mm-hmm. Hurry up the fastest you can. As soon as it comes to mind, jot it down because you might not have it in the back of your mind later. And even if it's there, you might not remember what you said until like a month later. And mm-hmm. it probably won't even matter by then. It's funny that you said that. Um, even with like a, when you are jotting down your ideas, I like, like the fact that you didn't give up. You would come back to it. Yeah. Because um, I think that would be a good reminder. Like not everything is going to be perfect. Not every idea should be fully, you know, thought out in that moment. Sometimes it's something that you just jot down and come back to it. It might That's fit good. in. It could be a solo piece, you know. Sometimes it doesn't need to marinate and then to cook in the oven for a bit. That is and very true. Wrong. I try to explain that to people, because a lot of people be so in a rush things that think of something, they expect it to happen right then and there, just like that. Mm-hmm. And I be All trying right. to tell people, Wait, you know, so- things take time. Like even creation, it just mm-hmm. takes time. Like, nothing just comes out the blue overnight. Like when God made the things, like. Your idea might sound good mm. to be made in seven days, but the reality of it is if you don't have the tools and you don't have the back end, you're not going to get nowhere. Or the patience. It takes a lot oh, yeah. of patience. Patience is definitely key. But I've Especially developed patience at a young age for that. For anyone that's promoting online, you probably know how difficult it is to like the fully edit a video out, have the thumbnail, the title, and all that shit, and then you get no views. Yeah, that should that be heard. Um, so before I ask you any more questions, how much time you got? You said how many? How much time do I have on here? Yeah, uh, for you for today. Um, I really have pretty much of an open day. I wasn't really doing much, but actually doing the painting as I was talking to you. Nice. Always gotta be promoting, fellas. You, know, ladies, <laughs> you hear that? Always got people uh, promoting and working on something. All right, so uh, this is a question that's on top of my head. So bring it mm-hmm. back to like collaborations. Like, what is a dream collaboration to you? If anybody was like looking to hit you up to work with you? Oh my god, my dream collaboration honestly would be to do a clothing brand with someone. Like, mm. even if. To be honest, I want to do my own. I don't need help with my own, to be honest, because mm. I know how I want to direct my own. But to work mm. with somebody on like a clothing brand, bring their dreams to life, like all the images and designs and thoughts that they can see in their head, but they can't create it. I would love to when I bring out a they see in their head and then they see it in front of them. They're like, that's. And I'm like, like, it's just it's so uh, exciting to me, like the excitement for mm. them. So it's like I know other people want to get I, in that position, have the accolades or like the talent or certain things to get them there. Mm. They got the business mm. idea. They might even have the money. They just don't have the talent or somebody to keep pushing them. Like, hey, you said we doing this design today. You told me I start my designs this morning. So which means you gave me a time limit. I'm calling you, let you know I'm starting. So you gotta, you know, be one-on-one with me. Like 
we got progress reports. You can see how your stuff is being developed. Because with me, when I work with mm -hmm. people, I give them progress reports. So which means as I'm creating your stuff, you're getting picture by picture by everything I'm doing. Reasons why? Mm -hmm. It gives that person control over how their stuff is being created. Mm -hmm. So if you see something on there that you don't like, you could just be like, oh, well, that part in that area of the picture, I need you to switch that up for me right there. Everything else is good. But that one part, try to switch that. I can go back and switch mm -hmm. it for you and make it easier because my goal is to give them exactly what they want, but make it even more doper. Like so, it just side note, real quick, I want to give mm -hmm. a shout out to um G Factor World and uh Vigilant Rise of Superion. Um both of these two are uh animators. They're working on their their own animation. I seen you one of them. Um, and it's just so funny that they both going to be looking into like clothing and everything. I think G Factor is already working on his. Um, so that might be a, a interest, uh, connection between you and uh, G Factor world. Um, but, uh, Vigilant Rise is appearing. He definitely wants to work towards having his own clothing as well. That would be pretty awesome. I believe they could do it, they just have to. The one thing I can say to them the same way my mom told me, if that's something they want to do, fashion is something that you really like have to keep up with, but don't. Because mm -hmm. every day there's always something that's trying to break the, you know, the barrier, you know, trying mm -hmm. to make it go a little further than what it did just the day before. No, so I agree. But I'm talking about uh, for you. Team. Oh, yeah. No, definitely yeah, for me. I'm, I'm talking about like the, the uh, connection and collab for you. Like you were just talking about working with someone. Helping getting that clothing brand out, so I just named them. Yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely be on that. Like, there's no tomorrow. <laughs> um, for the artists that's are that happen to be in showcases or supporting or listening on to this uh, podcast as well, hit up uh, Asian Wolf. Please give your uh, social or wherever they can contact you at. Okay, so my social is on Instagram. It is Asia Wolf Artistry with two Y's at the end. It's another account I have, but that one is just messed up. But mm. it's Asia Wolf Artistry. If you go to TikTok, it's Asia Wolf Artistry with two Y's, the same way it is on Instagram. Mm. Um, and uh, to give you a heads up, some of them like to go to like uh, email. Do you have an email ready? Prepare for any of that? Um, For email, it would be kj92hernandez at gmail.com. Okay. And this is like a business email? Yes, it is. Okay, cool. Just if anybody ever is going to hit you up, they now they know that it's strictly for business. Yes. Uh, let me see what else. What else? You you call all your socials. Um, is there anywhere they can go and support you? Um, The only place I figure it would be the most best for support would be definitely just the TikTok and the Instagram. Okay, so support her uh, platform, her social media, get that shit popping, right? Um, let's get her some views and support. And um, hmm, the next question that I got for you. So, what inspires your artistic style and sub subject matter? Okay, so what it actually makes my style is I'm pretty much a girly tomboy. 
Meaning mm. I look girly, but I do a lot of dude stuff like fishing and hunting and stuff. So growing oh, wow. up, I kind of, I was kind of real close to all the males in my family. I was never kind of drawn to the girls, basically, because mm. all they did was sit pretty. They wasn't having fun. They was just sitting down, gossiping, talking about boys. Me, I wanted to go get dirty, have fun with the boys, because all they was doing was playing. So mm. I watched nothing but cartoons and animes with my brothers, cousins, uncles. So mm. if you actually pay attention to like how I style my artwork, you would notice that it's a certain form, like a mix between animation and cartoon. Like, you know how like the 90s cartoons came out? Mm. And then now you see the new modern cartoons when it comes to like anime and stuff. Mm -hmm. My form of like artistic creation is fusing both of those together, 90s style cartoon, and then it's mm. fusing the modern cartoons now. So I can actually yeah, I can take, uh, I can take an actual person and turn them into an animation. And that's what I really technically do the most. For me, when it comes to my painting, it's rare that I do realism. I can do it, but it's not my, it's not my forte. It's not the first thing I run to when I want to create it. Mm. But if I do any type of realism when it comes to painting, that's because someone either requested it or I just finally jumped into the mood of wanting to do it. But my number one style of art is definitely anime. Mm. And what what uh what got you into anime? My brothers. <laughs> no, like a specific like uh anime. Like if you can recall one. Um, the first one that really, really got me stuck was Inuyasha. Inuyasha. Okay. That was that was it. That and I also watched um oh my god, what's the thing? Oh my samurai jack, there we go. Okay. Okay. I can't get his name out. I remember what he was looking like in my mind, but I'm like, I can't get his name out. <laughs> so, um, that's actually like one of the first drawings that got me into anime as well. That came on like a tsunami. Yep. Um, Inuyasha with his like ending with the music and everything. It was like very different from like uh, American cartoons. It's oh, like yeah. uh, art cartoons. Like it used to sound like you know. I mean, it was actually creative, but at the same time, we didn't really appreciate it as when we was young, but it was, like, different Oh, very. In, in the anime. I don't know. I guess it actually come off like an actual soundtrack, but for animations. Oh, that is very true. Ooh, I, may I say one thing? Mm -hmm. If any of your, you know, listeners ever wanted to create a comic book. I am actually working on my own at the moment, but mm. I also would love to collaborate with somebody on a comic book too. Mm. And what is that? That would actually be very awesome. Honestly, when it comes to like comics, I want like I can't really tell somebody what they you know base of their story is going to be or their characters because that's what they're aiming for. Me it would be more so of like creating the images for them. But oh. to be honest, I think that would be pretty cool because I've been trying to work with a few people on it. I actually snagged up three different people to work on a comic together. Okay. So it's not, I thought it would be a lot harder. It's actually not as hard as I thought it would be to create one. It's okay. just the publishing and getting it cleared. That's the part that actually takes the most work. Hmm. And where do I sign up on this? Yeah. It would be pretty cool. Like I would love to do that too. Mm. And it would give these kids something else to explore in. Because I feel like everything is predictable that they put out for the kids now. 
And mm-hmm. things that's supposed to be subliminal in cartoons is not as subliminal no more to these kids. I agree. So I feel like they need to come with something new, a, a different universe outside of DC and Marvel. I want to see a new universe be made. Yeah. That yeah. would be pretty cool. And then I want to see all these universes clash. Like, that would, that, be ooh, that would be fire. I mean, if we would have our own lineup, like how Cartoon Network used to be with their, all their characters, Dexter, Scooby-Doo, and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fire. Um, that would be. Yeah, I think that would be dope. And I'm even I'm interested. So, yeah, I would sign up as well. I think that would be pretty cool. Because it, it'll, it'll excite the kids to have more options. Mm-hmm. And then it'll bring out the kids and all the adults, too. Especially the ones that's creating it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, it was like, yeah, definitely. Like you, um, Wait, so the other people that you have on the team, they they uh, also do art or they specialize in a different field? They specialize in a different field. Okay. So one of them is definitely a tech where mm. they know how to actually make, like I can create what they look digitally, but he knows how to make them move. Turn mm. them basically into animation. So it goes from a cartoon because cartoons is actually a still picture, which people don't realize. Mm. Cartoon is a still picture. Our animation is movement. Mm. So he's taking my cartoons and he's turning them into movement, basically. Mm. But it's he's gonna be doing things of those sorts. Um, he doesn't have a specific role at the moment, and the only reason why he's on board. So once we start, you know, actually making the comics, because it's gonna be books, it's not gonna actually be visual. But mm. we're gonna make little visuals, like little snippets of visuals, to promote mm. the comic. But it's not gonna actually be a real animation just enough to tease the comic to make you want to read it and Um, then the other one that i got on it it, it's another co-creator but they're not actually drawing i'm actually doing all the artwork they're actually helping me make the you know the storyline on point make it help it make more sense like i can give a good storyline but they can make it make more sense to people that's actually reading because to me, my words come out better sometimes than my writing, and then sometimes my writing is better than my words. So mm-hmm. they're basically more of, you know, when the editor. When writing, it does take a lot, like even having like the conversation between characters. The... Oh, yes. And then remember where you last left off of the conversation yeah. that you might hop into a whole other scene and forget yeah. the last conversation and the last scene. So that is a lot. I yeah. didn't think it was until I tried to do it. <laughs> Yeah, it, uh, I already know. Like even I'm uh, helping out with um vigilant, uh, vigilant, uh, rise of superior. I even I noticed that too. I was like, damn, it's like I'm a I'm an idealist. Like I can shoot ideas without a problem. Yeah. Um, but going through like one like the animation just alone, just seeing that shit, I'm seeing like what they got to work with. Like what, they can render a whole scene and then something would be like you know mess up, so they got to go back and fix that. And it's just like damn. So it's just like, you really got to love what you're doing mm-hmm. to create work. Uh, so for artists and anybody that's in a similar field of like trying to make something, um, it seemed like that would be a- that like You that can would hear be me? A great opportunity for some collabs. Yes, I can hear you. Here. Oh, I'm sorry. It sounded like you were all Hello? I'm breaking out. I was trying to make sure you could hear me. Oh, my bad. I was about to get a call. Um, 
But what I was saying was it it sounded like you have an opportunity in your hand to collab with other people as well. So um, that definitely seems like a, a, a plus. And to give you a heads up as well, I'm not sure if you heard about this, but Black Sand. <clears throat> it's an all-black like comic book um, app. Um, supposedly, they support like you know artists that's coming up with their own shit. Uh, of black entertainment. So, um, I will look into it. Uh, you might find some interesting things. It might have something for you. You said it's called Black Sand. Yeah, Black Sand. I'm about to write that down now. <laughs> Mm. Let's see. What's the next question I got for you? Mm. Got a good one right here. Let me know if you're ready. I'm ready. Are there any particular artists or art movement that have influenced your work? Honestly, no. There mm. actually have not been. Is no other art like I find other people that actually do art like love to paint or draw like I do. I never idolized their work to be honest. I always found it as beautiful, no matter if it was my standards or even if my art wasn't their standards. I just mm. find it all to be beautiful, in my opinion. I never really could idolize another artist. Only reason why is because their work is their creativity. The only thing I could idolize out of that person is the fact that you stay consistent and you really stuck by what you love. That's the only thing I could say. I don't have a favorite artist when it comes to art. I don't have a specific like style of other people's that I love the most. It's just, I don't know. I've My mom always taught me to not idolize another person because of every second I do that, I lose sight of what I really love because when you begin to idolize, people don't realize you mm -hmm. tend to start to behave like what you idolize. Mm, and my mom tried to break us. Yeah, my mom tried to break us out of that at a young age. Like it's okay to look up to somebody, but it's not okay to idolize because idolization is putting them before yourself. And the only person you put before yourself is God. Or your children if you have children. Don't look at another man or woman and think that what they got is what you can have too because life is unpredictable. You don't know what hand you're going to be dealt with. So don't idolize nobody because the very second you idolize them, when shit hit the fan, these people can't come take you out of it either. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a specific artist that that's another artist like I am that I am interested in. Mm. I would love to collaborate with a lot of people. I have my favorites when it comes to, you know, how consistent people are. But it's not their work that I'm in love with. I'm in love with how you never stopped. Mm. that's just all it is because it shows me that if I don't stop I could be just as successful as you mm. and to be honest I've seen a lot of other artists that actually cannot in no disrespect like I said all art is beautiful but I've seen other artists that can create nothing like create something that's nowhere close to as good as anyone else and they can sell that one little tiny painting for $100,000 and I can't even get my painting that's about 10 feet to sell for 10. <laughs> so I'd be confused. So it's that's how I know it'd be, you know, the consistency mm. and who you know. You mm. got you gotta be consistent. You gotta know a few people. So mm. 
as long as you're consistent, you keep putting yourself out there, somebody gonna see you. I agree. Somebody gonna see you. Somebody gonna eventually like it. A lot of people might not like what you do, but it's gonna be at least that one or two people that do like it. As long as I got my one or two people, I'm good. I agree to that. All right, the next question is I got for you. Can you share any tips or techniques for your ex- expiring digital art? Um, what I would say as a tip or even a technique, I would say for tips, if you know you start something, try your best, even if you feel like you can't get it done. If you're a painter or you're a drawer or any form of those types, if you start something, do your best to try to finish it. And the reason why I say that is I used to get hung up on this in my early 20s. I used to start something. And then when I get frustrated because I didn't have no other idea in my mind on how I wanted to finish it, I would sit it aside. And it might just sit in the corner for months in my bedroom, just piled up artwork that I didn't finish. And Mm. it was another artist I met at a flea market where he was selling his artwork here in Augusta. And he was telling, you know, me, he said, you need to hit your diamond stage. And I didn't know what that meant because I never heard somebody tell me that. He said, if you're a real artist, you would know what a diamond stage is. And I was like, well, I consider myself to be a real artist. But I don't know what that is. That so he explained it to me. Uh-huh. I, did, I did feel a little offended, but <laughs> he sat me down at his little booth at the flea market. It was me and my boyfriend, and he mm. sat me down. And he was like, the diamond stage means you have that moment in time where you created so much art that you never finished. Diamond stage mm. is when you go back and finish everything. Because your thing is, what you didn't finish doesn't mean that it's not a creation. It just means mm-hmm. that wasn't his time to ever been started or finished. Mm. So if you start something, he told me, as an artist, you need to learn when you start something, you need to finish it. You don't want to have diamond stages because when you come back, you're going to start looking at your canvases like this is wasted art. Diamond mm. stage is where you go back and finish everything you didn't finish. But that's the most frustrating time for any artist because that's where you can hit a blank stage in your mind. Because you're going to get frustrated. My best advice to any other person that does art, do not hit a diamond stage because you're going to frustrate yourself. I don't know how patient other people are or how quick they are to be angered, but don't allow yourself to stress yourself out. If it looks like it's not exactly what you want it to be, trust me. It don't have to be exactly what you want it to be, but if you post it, it's going to be exactly what somebody else wants. Trust yourself enough to know that your mistakes when you make an art still can be a form of perfection. There is no technique to art. There really isn't. So I can't give a technique tip. It's just the only technique you're going to have is the one that you follow through with. And if you can stay mm-hmm. you know, consistent and keep following through with what you love, you're good. Because you got to also understand everybody's not going to like or love what you got. So if you just mess up and throw it away, you don't know who would have bought that. Keeping until mm. somebody gets it. Okay. I think that was good advice. On to the next question. Unless you got more. Oh, no. I'm good. So, on to the next question. Do you prefer creating your own uh, original artwork or working on commission? And why? Um, Honestly, I like creating my own work, but I enjoy commission as well. It's mm. both ways that I do like it. And if you want to be honest about it, I prefer more of the commission. Reason why is because, like I said, even joining with people to, you know, do a clothing brand with them and pulling out their ideas and they get excited. Like, that's what I wanted. That's what I was trying to do. 
that is the same type of reaction I get when someone say, okay, this is a picture of my newborn child. Yeah, I mean, not my mm. newborn child, but this is a picture of my 12-year-old and she's turning 13 next week. But I want a picture of her, you know, at the age of 13. And this is a picture of her as a newborn. I want you to paint a picture with both her as a 13-year-old and as the baby. And I don't care how you do the background or just infuse it, make it look like she's holding herself as a baby. I can do mm -hmm. things like those. And it's like, when I do create it, and I give it to the person, they're like, this is what I wanted. That's what I live for. It's not just the check, like the mm -hmm. money. The money the money actually is, you know, to me, in my opinion, when I do art, the money is, you know, a plus. Because, you know, it help out with bills or like, you know, put money in your pocket, do what you got to do. You don't want to just give mm -hmm. all your away for free. But it's more about mm -hmm. the reaction I get from the client when they get the work. They're just like too excited. Like it's like that's what I wanted, and I, I live for it. I live for it. I definitely hear it. If my um, if my client ain't jumping up and down, I didn't do something right. That's a good point. <laughs> that is a good point. Um, how do you handle creative blocks or artist burnout? Music. Music. Mm -hmm. I get on Pandora. I just let it, I just go on all my favorite artists that I like to listen to. I start playing different stations and then it starts suggesting artists and just hearing different sounds and, you know, different songs. It just starts, you know how like if you never saw a music video to a song, but you kept hearing a song, but never saw mm -hmm. the music video, you know how your mind mm -hmm. started constructing what the video might look like? Mm-hmm. That's what my mind does yeah. when I listen to music. Like, if I heard a song I never heard before and never saw the video, my mind starts creating images in my head. So once my mind starts creating images with the music, that's when my creativity starts, like, bouncing back up. So music, for me, mm -hmm. brings my creativity back when I have, like, right, so, so let me hit you with this. Give me your three artists that you could go to and listen for, you know, like it's it's guaranteed to bring you back up, and uh, give me three artists that you would dream to collaborate with. Oh my God! Okay, so the first one is gonna blow everybody, but Doja Cat. I love mm. some Doja Cat. I understand she's wording people out because mm. her song "Demons," but Doja Cat. If people really paid attention to if you was a real fan, you understand that video, and you saw how she was before she got the fame she actually mm -hmm. was not demonic but she had a dark side and it never went nowhere mm -hmm. it's just that it wasn't put on front street because she was making herself an example for kids and mm -hmm. all people alike so she couldn't put that out there because she knew it might mess up her career in the beginning but now she already got the money and fame now she don't care what people think so it's coming back out but she's always been that way but she's her creative mind her lyrics her visuals and her videos, just her personality, just all together. Like I could watch her live streams, listen to her music, all that, and just she's upbeat. So when she's actually sad and I see a live stream, I actually can't create, which is weird. So mm. it's like she actually she's a form of motivation for me. Okay. So I am a fan of hers and she does motivate me to push harder because she's very creative. Okay. Definitely and that's and that's for like a, a artist standpoint, or that's like somebody you want to collaborate with. That's from both ends, like artist standpoint and to collaborate. I would love to collaborate with that woman. 
Okay. She 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 don't understand how she stole my heart with creativity. She does not know. But okay. I would say her second best would be Chris Brown. Okay. I'm also a fan, but Chris Brown actually had his own clothing line. So when I got and I bought some of his clothes too. It was kind of pricey. Thank God I still got them, and they still look brand new because I barely wear them that much because you know it was Chris Brown stuff. But <laughs> it's just like he's very creative too. Like he's like the new modern Michael Jackson for our generation. That's how I mm. feel. So I like how his standpoint is. He's consistent. You know he has so much under himself. He's very creative. He's not just music and dancing. Like, you know, he he's a businessman. He owns different restaurants. You know, he's pushing for more things. So, like, let's say the music don't work out no more. This man got businesses under his belt. I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I would love to collaborate with him, not really even just for art, but to pick his mindset. Really for him to be more like a mentor, too. Like, mm-hmm. tell me how you got here. Like, show me the way. Like, He's very creative, and I feel like people don't give him a lot of props because of the incident that happened with him and Rihanna when they were kids. Y'all got to understand, they were kids back then. They're grown now. Rihanna them forgave him. They done hung out plenty of times since then. They even dated again after that moment. And y'all holding, like, y'all taking his freedom from him for what? And Mm y'all watching, you know, Blueface beat the shit out of Krishan. Krishan beat the shit out of him. It's cool when they do it, but was it cool when he did it? Even though it still was wrong, but... Mm -hmm. I just feel like I feel like if people would have took that off Chris Brown back, he would have went way more further than what he is now. He's still very successful, but I feel like he would be on the same stance of riches and respect as Rihanna if it didn't come out the way it did. But yeah, I can see that. But I do feel like he's one like him and Doja Cat. I really can't say who would be my third person. I don't think I have a third. I don't. No, I no, I'm lying. My third would be Cardi B. What am I talking about? Oh. Cardi B is very creative too. But mm. she's more creative on a fashion sense. I like the way she dresses. Mm. Like yeah, I, not, I not when the boobs is out though. I don't like when her boobs is out. Because I don't know when I look at Cardi B because I love her so much. I'm like, cover up, girl. You you letting the, the twins out. But mm. I gotta understand, you know, she her. I can't tell what to do, she grown, but Cardi mm-hmm. B, yeah, I love her too. She would be, and she would be fun to collaborate with. I feel like that would be like a funny, fun ass experience. Yeah, I definitely root for you. I hope you get that. Speak that. I shit hope into I do too. I did a drawing of Cardi B a couple of years ago. I drew it with a pencil on a piece of computer mm-hmm. paper, and it came out like very like detailed. And I remember I sent her the picture on Snapchat. She actually looked at it, and she said she liked it. Like I was oh. surprised. It's still in my might. Snapchat. I never deleted it because <laughs> I was so you happy. Might. You might want to do more of that. She actually acknowledged my artwork on Snapchat and said my artwork was beautiful. Mm-hmm. No, I'm so, saying as like, for, like other artists too. I'm sorry. I said like you might want to do that for like other artists too. You know, you might not. Oh no, know, I definitely. Um, oh no, don't cool. get me wrong. I've definitely painted other artists and drawn, but being okay. now that I paint. I've mm-hmm. been painting artists, but I've painted Drake. I've painted um two chains. I gotta post them. And you tag them. But oh yeah, definitely. But um okay. oh no, it's actually it is posted on my um Instagram already. What am I talking about? It's in a video. But um I got I painted two chains, Drake, I done painted offset, I done painted um takeoff. I didn't I didn't paint Quavo. I was supposed to I started but never finished that one. <laughs> I think I think his energy painting him 
threw me off or something. But mm. I for never finished his. I finished Offset and Takeoff. I just never finished Quavo's. But mm. um, I've painted. I painted Tupac. I painted Biggie. I've painted um Summer Walker. I've painted SZA. I've definitely painted Cardi B. I've painted Beyonce. I just mm. like. I just, you know, try to be because I don't have followers like that at all, really, on social media. Because I'm really, I'm really kind of laid back, so I always try mm-hmm. to promote myself. That's why I'm kind of, you know, grateful. You know, love the fact that you invited me to be on your podcast because I do want to get myself out there. I'm not scared mm-hmm. to get myself out there. It's just I'm it's timid, but not timid. It's a journey. Um... Yeah, and. I kind of got off of social media for a couple of years with my art too, which is my own downfall because I have to learn to not be so sensitive. It was a lady a couple of years ago that um posted on one of my paintings when I first started mm-hmm. and told me my stuff was trash. And I clicked her page and she was a painter too. But her stuff mm-hmm. was way more amazing than mine's. But I didn't, you know, go to say nothing to her. It's just, it hurt so bad that I actually disabled the whole account. Oh, wow. And again, it was just one person who said it, but because I saw how amazing their stuff was and how many followers they already had and stuff, even though it was a form of bullying to another upcoming artist, it it hit hard. But Mm. ever since then, I just learned to not let myself get upset no more. So I am kind of scared of social media because people don't learn how to keep their opinions to themselves no more. Everybody, Mm. everybody's in everybody's business. Everybody you know, jump on and tell them what they can and can't do when you don't feed how the clothes and none of these people. So I'm not understanding why people are so many, you know, internet trolls or bullies. I've felt or it a couple of times. They they find it as like, you know, oh, I'm just being honest or I'm just telling for how it is. And it's just I mean, like, you know, you don't know the person breaking point for as an artist, you know? And like that is get, true. Like they get like like a hundred views and then you only got 10 comments and out of the 10 comments, they're not talking about your craft. They're just shitting on you. Um, that is so true. I, I would say one, just give it with respect. Like how will you feel if somebody respond to your craft the way how you respond to others? And then two, um, in my personal opinion, if you're going to give critique, also shout out the shit that you did appreciate show where they, where, where they uh, you know, did a good job on, you know, encourage them. Um, and then at the same time, we'd be looking for a handout when these people make it. Like, you know, because once you make it, you're going to have a bunch of people be like, I believe in you this whole time. I knew you could oh, do yeah. it. Oh, trust me. I had that done already to me because mm-hmm. it was one point when I first, you know, moved to this area. Me and my boyfriend lives together, of course. But when I moved to this area, it was a fellow friend that I used to work at a McDonald's with. And I ended up working at a McDonald's in this area. And what was so funny was I haven't seen the girl in years. Ended up seeing. Uh, you cut out. You see there? Hello. Hello. To the dark side of the moon. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, um, we're gonna be having a quick break. Not sure what happened to uh, Asia Wolf, but we're gonna be uh, tuning in, so uh, definitely next time.